Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Christian Marauder. Did you know that the Georgia Guidestones lays out the plans for achieving the dawning of the age of Aquarius? Did you really know that, folks? Well, folks, that video that I plan to do is going to be a bit delayed on that subject. Why? Because I've been battling a sinus infection and could not get that next video of the series up and running in time. So in the meantime, I decided uh, I did not want to leave everybody hanging in the air after last week's video i just want to let you know that i will continue exploring that subject about this uh, guide stones leading us into the age of aquarius here in the next video but for now instead i'm going to air a recorded live stream so i can get over the sinus infection fully here so instead i am going to air the, a recorded live stream that i did on my own youtube channel where i'm discussing things like questions that people have to ask like will there really be a great end time revival or not is there a rapture of the church or not and much more in a study that i'm doing from first thessalonians chapter four so with that let me switch the screen over to that video and enjoy so i'm just going to go ahead and begin folks we're just so just going to jump right in here so the world is spinning more and more out of control. Have you noticed that? Just watch a little bit of the news here and there. But sometimes I just turn it off. I don't want to watch it anymore. I'm sick of it because it's just all bad news. You know, there's, there's no glimmer of hope, it seems like, because that's the way the propaganda machine is. I'm watching this stuff go out of control. So in Arizona and Scottsdale, if you not have been aware, the school board has prepared a dossier against... Uh, parents and the, the, even the FBI and DOJ is involved in this it's gotten really out of hand here are parents that are deemed enemies of the state for wanting the best education system for the kids you know I lived in America for many years all my life and we ha and we had a thing called the parent teachers association where the, the parents had a say in what their child's education was. It was, you public servants represent our will and desire. We, the people, are your bosses. Now the government and even school boards are saying, no, we are your bosses. We know what's best. You are the enemy, and you shut up. And so I watched that play out over the last few days. I just shaking my head. What happened to this world? Same thing is happening in Australia, New Zealand, and other countries around the world. You're losing your rights and liberties and freedoms, and you got to ask yourself why. I go back to a, a document, a controversial document, you know, called Silent Weapons for a Quiet War, where it talks, you know, it's, I won't get into all that. I mentioned it here before, but it talks about this ruling elite class who wants to make war against the uh, people because... They know best how to rule and reign supreme over everybody. And you and the common people who are the population are pestilent little children who need to be housebroken. And so that's what you're witnessing. And they want to housebreak you like a puppy. It's using behavior modification techniques, using uh, psyops and all kinds of things to demoralize human beings so you'll be geared into what no longer is the government's to represent the people now the now the government is the people okay there's a big crossover there and into communism and fascism is when the state is the supreme ruler and you are considered less than class you have no say in the government government knows best doesn't matter we are the elites shut up you sir Obey, 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 obey. We know best. You pestilent little twits. You know, we are in charge here. And that's the mentality of even in school boards in the United States. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And they're going in that direction. They don't want to, uh, you know, so we lost representative government. We're losing it here in the United States. And you better wake up. So, that's where we are. What we're seeing is a push for a liberal world government that grows with each passing day. And I, you're witnessing it. And I've said it before over and over again since uh, last November that, hmm, I don't want to say the word, but, you know, the donkeys that are in power now uh, 
are at war with the American people. I said it before. I, I said it. I said it even before that. That particular group of people are preparing for a war against you and I, the common man and woman on the street. A war against your kids. I've said it before, and now we're seeing it come about. So that's what they're pushing for. While our enemies grow stronger and they're going to use our enemies to help attack us so they, they, they can take over everything. I said that before. Now, I pray that I'm wrong that this next election and the midterms may not happen because they might have in cahoots with the Taliban or ISIS or somebody that they're already friends with to come on over, do this terrorist attack on such and such a date so we can declare martial law so we can go to war against our people oppose us so we don't have to get voted out of office because we know best we're, we're, we're the government and uh, you pestant little people you know you're just too slow getting anything done you know we got to save the planet you know uh, getting it way out of hand it's just ridiculous uh how they weaponize something and one of those things is what we're seeing, you know, this war against the American people, all this stuff, and they'll, they'll use anything to stay in power. Just be put on your seatbelts and watch what happens. This is all talked about as the state of the end times. This is the way uh, perilous times will come. Times will get, will get darker and darker. Things will grow worse and worse. Men will become lovers of themselves. Lawlessness will increase. Jesus warned us all about every one of these things. And with that, we're going to jump right into the study of First Thessalonians, where we left off. Because we left off, we went over chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, where it talks, just a brief review, where it talks about how to live in a dark world shining as lights, as being an oasis of hope and sanity amidst, amidst a crazy world. Where you are now a what is uh, what is called a parallel structure or a parallel society within the society, because, like Jesus says, the God of this world is the devil. Okay, and God set up the first kingdom of Israel as a light to the world. They they messed up, but God has not messed uh, has not stopped with them. They will be that light and fulfill it during the tribulation period. Okay, and then He sent and save the gentile nations which most of us are part of and he called us the assembly of uh, the koinonia are the church and the church was to be a parallel structure in the midst of a sea of insanity so people could actually learn what love is about love sets boundaries it has standards it's not anything goes love just doesn't let everybody do everything anything they want you will say this is wrong this is right and then god set forth the standards of what's wrong and right in the bible based upon reality if you let it let it all out of the box uh anything goes you're going to live in a hellhole your rights liberties your freedoms will be taken from you the ability to think and reason and debate and free speech will be taken from you so we as the church are to be that parallel structure in a sea of insanity where people can come, get healed up, and all that stuff. And the church has largely fallen away. There are some good churches out there, don't get me wrong. And But um, like I said to some folks the other day, is there really going to be an end-time revival? And I believe there's going to be some type of revival. I also believe there's some type of last call. And it came to me, and I don't know how it came to me. It just, it just overcame. It just, I can't. It wasn't an audible voice or nothing. It was just this knowing, and I got drawn right into some scriptures, uh, and right back to uh, Revelation chapter two and three. And I, and I just looked, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Is God knows what He's doing, and that there comes a point. Uh, where God can do a miraculous thing and stop it and pull it and, and end this in, in a heartbeat. So why doesn't he? Well, here's the answer. Because the church world, you know, when you have, uh, according to the, the dynamics there, you have seven groups of people that make up the church. So you have two that are still hanging tight with Jesus and five have uh, apostatized and fallen away. So, uh, 
two out of seven people are the remnant and five of them are apostatizing. And they would just go right back in. Rich and having need of nothing. They'll think they're serving Jesus. Never realize how dead they are. They'll continue to try to take over the world for Jesus. They'll continue to justify bringing Satan's throne into the church. All the new age miracles and stuff into the church. Thinking that that's standing with Jesus. And they would leave their first love and go back to the way they're legalistic, nitpicking, I'm right at all cost ways. Uh, and they can be the greatest heretic on the earth, but they'll love that more than Jesus. And they'll continue in that path and nothing will change. We'll just revert back. We have a long standing principle of that happening throughout the scriptures. Paul takes us up that same principle in Second Thessalonians chapter two explain the great apostasy even in, in more detail then but this pattern is seen all throughout church history there's pattern he comes in people rejoice and then they go right back to it so before the Reve book of revelations comes in fulfillment here there'll be a time it gets really dark there'll be a last call is what the lord was speaking to me this last call is Get as many people saved as you can, set up this parallel structure, and make a stand. Then he's coming back, and it's going to get dark. You have five wise and five foolish, okay? Uh, bridesmaids. It's, it's bridesmaids and how they're preparing the church, you know, the bride. And so the bridegroom cometh, and there was a call. It was dark in the middle of the night. And the, and the foolish said, give us some of your oil. And, they, and the wise said, you have to go back to your buyers and sellers and get it. They were wise. Now, why they were wise? Because they knew, knew that these people would not listen to them. Those five apostatizing ones are not going to listen. No matter what. They, they, because they, their own teachers, they love their teachers more than they love Jesus. So that's why they have to go back to them and they'll miss everything. Okay, but there is a call, a warning that something is coming about. Be ready, get it together, get the bride out there. Jesus is coming back. That's that's a re something stirring, and a lot of people are feeling that. And right after that, will be a little calmness area not a calmness, but things are going to get darker and darker. But keep yourself prepared in all things. Be that parallel structure making a stand against evil in this dark hour. Don't cower under a rock. Live like a Christian. Turn your back on the deceiver. Set up these parallel structures, even in your own house. Get your house in order, okay? So that's what this is, uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through um, 12, is talking about how to be that structure. We went over it in Colossians. Every part of the New Testament is talking some aspect of that parallel structure in the gospel accounts jesus is helping setting it up and and, re, and showing you uh and what to expect from the world the world will hate you because you have boundaries you love each other you care you're an oasis amongst the amidst the storm you actually help set people free you heal their broken heart you the things that happen you have fellowship with one another so what does the devil want to do he wants to break the fellowship isolate you he's doing a great job in australia and new zealand and other parts of the world and in europe now again so i like what verse 12 says that you may walk properly toward those who are outside that you may lack nothing whether you walk properly in a, as a believer Sometimes you have to say no to people. Other times you have to say yes. Other times you have to you have to listen to him, what he says. And people will see that and they will respond. People will be drawn in. The early church broke the world system. The power of the devil that was coming through the Roman Empire broke it. Broke it all over the world. And the church flourished. And we had some common sense and decency. And the enemy came into the church and tried to disrupt things. And this struggle has been going on and culminates in the last days, just like the Bible says, where there'll be perilous times will come. And that's where we are at right now. So let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. 
as God's promise to those coming to the end when they hear the call that something is coming down. Jesus is coming back. And he says this, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. And the word sleep here means those who died, either by martyrdom, that's what he was talking about, or natural causes. We read that as natural causes, but this, these people in the Thessalon Thessalonian church area in the province where these groups of people were meeting, were, a lot of them were being martyred and killed. And so what he's saying, don't sorrow. You know, these people are, you know, your own brethren are being hauled out in the street and their heads are being chopped off and they are being killed for their faith. I do not want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be unaware of this, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, who have died. At least you sorrow as others who have no hope. These people died, folks, knowing that heaven is their home. This world is not our home. We're here to expose what evil is. And so that the goodness that is in Christ, when he comes in Revelation chapter 19, will get rid of it. Okay? Think about it. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Other natural causes are through martyrdom. This world's not our home. Okay? If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, the word believe is not how we interpret the word believe in modern English, as in Santa Claus, or intellectual assent. This is an act of faith. This is the word would be spelled faithing, but you can't spell faithing. A noun with an I-N-G doesn't make sense. So you put believe there. But it's actually faithing. It's your faith in action. If we, our faith, and we know we're certain because the Holy Spirit bears witness in us and and we know how real Jesus is, is in us because we're Christians and he speaks to us in many shapes and forms. He died and rose again and through the death, burial and resurrection of Christ and being risen again, sending the Holy Spirit. We now have the Holy Spirit in us. He was in us is greater than he was in the world. OK, we know that. Um, we have the authority over the forces of darkness. Yes, we're in a war. Yes, the enemy can come in. And yes, we might even be persecuted beyond belief. But know this. God will bring with him those who sleep in Christ. Now, what in the world is Paul talking about? Verse 15. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means proceed those who are asleep, who have died, using natural causes, are martyrdom. This is the word of the Lord. This is not the word of Brian. This is not the word of Paul. This is the word of the Lord. Paul prophesied, and it's, and it's coming to pass. We're seeing perilous times, doctrines of demons, and all, everything else. And he, I think Paul knows what he's talking about. And the devil would like nothing then to get rid of the Pauline epistles out of the scripture. And you got a whole move of, of, of Sardis-type people, ecumenical people, who want to remove the Pauline epistles out of here because of their arrogant pride that they're smarter than God. Think about it. So we who alive and remain until the coming of the day of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. Okay. Uh, so this is a word of God. So what's Paul talking about? Just listen. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Verses 17 and 18. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. And this is speaking what uh, other people call the great snatching away. Being caught up. That's what the word means. Caught up. Uh, with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and the dead in Christ will rise, will be snatched up first, okay? And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, snatched up along with them. Uh, this is called, in the book of Revelations, the first resurrection. Blessed is he and holy is he who has part of the first resurrection. Jesus, in, in Luke chapter 
17 and 21 and, and Matthew 24. And we're talking about that um, the, the Lord's going to come back in one of his days, plural. There's a days. One is at a great escape, and the other is when he comes physically back. Now, an old man knows the day or the hour when coming, like he said, as a thief in the night. It's all in the scripture. But what is Paul talking about here? Oh, he's talking about a principle that is in the Bible, okay? It's in the Old Testament. I think Paul knows what he's talking about, okay? And you can believe in a rapture or don't. It doesn't matter to me. I don't want to get into a debate. I don't want to get an argument. It will be pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, blah, 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 no-trib, whatever. Forget it. This is what it says. He will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. It's pretty plain to me that there is some event where we're going to be sitting here, we're going to hear a call, it's going to be dark, it's like the end's coming, we're doing our work, uh, the foolish are having to go back to their buyers and sellers, which are not selling anything at all, and they're going to miss out, and one taken, one left, will happen just like jesus said and we're out of here and we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the lord in the air so where did paul get this turn if you will to zephaniah chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 okay and and I, i've debated people with this and people go you can't use that verse that verse is about something else that's talking about blah, 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 blah. so you know every time i get a, get talking with an ephesus type person they pull that straw man uh, argument against me so let's listen to what zephaniah chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 says gather yourselves together and i'm reading on the new king james gather yourselves together yes gather together O undesirable nation Matthew chapter 25 says, five wise, five foolish, gather yourselves together. The wise says, no, you have no oil. Go out to your buyers and sell it. Oh, you undesirable nation. Think about it. Before the decree is issued or before the day passes like chaff, before the Lord's fierce anger comes up upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you. Okay. This is the call. Listen, seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth. That word meek means power under control. All you whose power is under the control of God, who have upheld his justice, seek righteousness, seek how to do right wisely here. Seek humility. Don't be arrogant. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. And people say, oh, that's just not talking about the rapture. Yeah, Look what, listen to what David Gusick says about that very verse, verse 3 there, in his David Guzik's commentary in section B, and I'm quoting. It says, it may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. It says this in more than one place. God promises to hide the righteous in the day of great judgment. This is especially relevant to the time of the great tribulation, when Jesus warned us to watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Luke chapter 21, verse 36. So the great revival was summed up right here in verse 3. Seeking the Lord, who he is. Being humble, your power under God's control, not yours. You upheld his justice. No, this is the commandments of God. Right is right, wrong is wrong, truth is truth, I don't care. Your standards uphold his justice. Not social justice, is justice. Social justice is destroying the justice of God. That's what it does. So you have to stand against social justice. Seek righteousness. Seek how to do things rightly, wisely, with humility. Okay? That's what it says. The Bible in, in Revelation chapter 2 and 3 about the seven churches, they all have to overcome. This is how you overcome. A little tidbit of information. Just listen. It may be that you'll be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Jesus said, pray that you be counted worthy to escape these things. Where else did Paul come up with this idea of this rapture or this, this, this scripture? How did he come up with this? Isaiah chapter 26, verses 19 through 21. Your dead shall live together with my dead body. They shall arise. Awake, sing, you dwell in the 
uh, in the dirt or the dust, depending on your translation. There'll be a shout of an archangel. Awake and sing you dwell in the dust, the dead, and Christ will rise first, right? For your dew is like the dew of the herbs, and the earth shall cast out its dead. Come, my people, come, my people, enter your chambers and shut the, your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. Verse 21, for behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. This did not happen in Israel. It has not happened yet. Get over it. Ephesus people, return to your first love for Christ's sake. He's coming to punish the inhabitants of not Israel, but the entire earth. That happens in the book of Revelation. Isaiah writes about it in the last few chapters of Isaiah as well. So where did Paul get this? He got it from the word of the Lord, who explained the meaning of these scriptures to him. So there is going to be a rapture. There is going to be a great escape. When it will happen, we don't know. I believe before the tribulation, but I could be wrong. It could be in the mid. I don't know. And I don't, you know, the rapture will happen when it happens. All I know from the scripture, it's going to get very dark. And we have a task to do, as Zephaniah says. And we can't do it of our own strength. That's where we got to seek the Lord on how to do things. I don't have no power to do this, Lord. I don't even know. And you got to start shaking off your sin. Yeah, uh, we all have frailties. We all have problems. None of us are perfect. We can't use that in a sorry, drunk way that you can't change, okay? You know, maybe by getting out and doing what Zephaniah chapter uh, 2 verses 1 through 3 says, maybe you might help you overcome that. Who do you love more, Jesus? other stuff let it roll in sometimes whom the lord loves he does chasten he does he I, speaking from experience i know how much god loves me because i've been in his woodshed many 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 times and i'm appreciative of every time i went and to get some stuff knocked out of me hallelujah <laughs> so i know he loves me hallelujah Still don't believe me? Look at what the Apostle Peter said. He's speaking about the end times, too, about the angels who did not, uh, about the angels being punished. And when the angels are being punished, that's going to happen in during the book of Revelation. Okay, then he says, chapter 2, verse 5 says, And God did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them unto destruction, making them example to those who afterward live, who would live ungodly. Okay, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day, seeing and hearing of their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Okay. So when you look at these scriptures here, he, Peter's talking about what Jesus spoke about. As it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, they're giving into marriage and doing their own thing. They're distracted. Okay, It appears that life's going on as normal, but there's this elephant in the room no one's paying attention to. That's what it's describing. And so there's filthy conduct of the wicked. You keep seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Does that fit you? Is that what we're seeing now with the parents being targeted as domestic terrorists? And you guys in Australia, are you seeing that? And you in New Zealand, you seeing that? And you in Europe seeing that? You're a Christian and it vexes you. Torment his righteous soul from day to day, seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. He was a preacher of righteousness, so was Noah. They... They didn't see dramatic, great results of mass people coming to Christ, but at least eight people, souls got saved, those closest to Noah. Okay? Oh, well, if you're looking on the screen, I cannot explain that. Um, 
<laughs> I'll leave that alone. Um, I'm, I'll just say this. People who have, have after-death experiences, um, real ones, not fake ones, uh, things happen. And uh, I had a video. I was being recorded and uh, when I was preaching and all these things were all going around and even and um it kind of ruined the video so that just happened again <laughs> don't get freaked out it, it doesn't uh, just, uh, leave it alone i'm just gonna leave that one alone that was i saw those right in front of me so that's not dust um, <laughs> there's nothing in here blowing anyway the furnace ain't on oh i'm getting distracted I, Hallelujah, praise God. But anyway, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations, how to get, get them out of that mess. And we're vexed. We're seeing the world fall apart. Perilous times coming. We're seeing them outlaw eating meat now. China and, uh, and the United States, uh, United States now, a term, they're going to solve climate change by getting rid of methane. In other words, get rid of cows. Why they want to do that? Because protein helps make you strong and builds muscle and helps your brain grow. And you, they don't want strong people, so they want you to eat less meat. They're going to go after fish and seafood next. And they'll probably concoct some scheme like this. And I'm just saying, I, and I know how these people think, so it probably goes like this. Fish and dolphins and uh, all sea creatures are contributing to global warming by too much fish urine and fish droppings in the ocean and they're heating it up so we, we have to eat less fish to save the planet <laughs> they'll come up with something like that to get rid of fish because fish gives you protein that you need for your brain and another source of great of a different type of protein and so forth etc so they'll outlaw fish fish are polluting our river with, with that, that that fish urine <laughs> and those fish droppings <laughs> You, you're dealing with insane, demonized people, okay, who do anything for power and control to make dumb down a population and keep them weak so that you'll be a good, obedient surf class. So aren't you vexed seeing this stuff happen? He knows how to deliver them. And Paul, you know, Peter goes on and says, God saved Noah, and the flood came, and the ark was raised above the water, okay? Let's go back to Thessalonians. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we will always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Noah went into the ark. God shut the door. They floated above everything. And Jesus says, look up for your redemption draws nigh. And I'm going to go to bring out my Bible software. And I'm going to go to those verses here. Let me find them real quick here. I didn't plan to go this direction. But this is um, Luke chapter 17. I'm just going to go right to the verse. Verse 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so also will be in the days, plural, of the Son of Man. One day, Jesus is physically coming back and setting his feet on the earth. And then there's a day, another day that he comes. And it's going to talk about the ate, drank, married. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. And what happened to that? He was raised up out of above it all. So look up for your redemption draws nigh, okay? Likewise, also in the days of Lot, they ate, drank, they brought, they sold, they built, they planted. But on the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So one of the days is, is called the revealing of the Son of Man. This is the rapture period that people talk about, the snatching away. This is what Paul was talking about. This is what the book of uh, Isaiah 26 and Zephaniah chapter 2 are talking about. The revealing of the Son of Man. Uh, he's coming back, okay? It says, in that day, he is on the housetop and his goods are in the house. Let him not come down and take them away. Likewise, one who's in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Now think of Matthew chapter 25. The wise says, you ain't going to listen to us. 
you have to go to your buyers and sellers. So they have to get off their housetop and they, and they will, because they're going to seek this out with their, because they love those people and their doctrines more than they do Jesus. Let them not come down and take away, take them away. Likewise, he was in the field. Let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I'll tell you that at night, there'll be two in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. Two will be grinding together. One will be taken, the other left. Two will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. And they answered and said to them, where, Lord? And he said to them, where the body is, where the body is, there the eagles are gathered together. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 18 again. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord and therefore comfort one another with these words. Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 28. And there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth distress of nations are and with perplexity, the sea and waves roaring. Oh, this is troubling times. Everything's falling apart. Men's hearts failing them for fear and expectation of those things which are coming on earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws nigh. Okay. Verse 34. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down, carousing drunkenness and cares of this life that in that day come upon you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on those who dwell on the face of the earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Okay, it says verse 20 of Revelation, Revelation 20 verse 5. It says, but the rest of the dead did not live again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed is and holy is he who is part of the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. And they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Interesting verse. Let's go back to... Another scripture here in Matthew 24, verses 4 through 14. He talks about rumors and rumors of wars. People will betray one another, hate one another. False prophets will, and false teachers will rise and deceive many. Lawlessness will abound. And the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. And the gospel of this kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations until the end come. What type of witness is he talking about? Are you a parallel structure? Okay. Let's read Zephaniah. Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, who have upheld this justice. Seek righteousness. Seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Okay. Like David Guzik says, it may be that you'll be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. means, in, and it says it in more than one place, God promises to hide his righteousness in the day of great judgment. This is especially relevant to the time of the Great Tribulation when Jesus warned us to watch therefore and pray always that you may, you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Okay? Are you getting the picture? Are you beginning to see something here? And when uh, the Apostle Peter talks about Noah was saved, let me try to find, I can go back to that verse. I have to bring that up. I'll go back to my software here real quick. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Do not spare the ancient world, but save Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, and bringing the, the, the destruction or the flood upon the world. Okay? And I'll go to First Peter chapter 3, verse 20. Who were formerly disobedient when once his divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which that is, eight souls were saved through water. Okay? There's also antitype which saves us. Uh, baptism, not a removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Christ. People debate this. And is he talking about water baptism? No. Baptism is, is a word filled with lots of meaning. And we talk about being baptized with fire. So when you go into a fire, a fire goes into his first fire. He's baptized into fire, know how to fight fires. A combat veteran goes into war and he uh, he goes into combat. He goes through the fire of combat. He's baptized by fire. Okay. You're also baptized into service. This here is talking not of water baptism, uh, not the removal of filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God 
In other words, if like goes back to Zephaniah, folks, it really does. It goes back to Zephaniah. Let me um, shrink this again. Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, your powers under his control, who have upheld us justice, seek righteousness and humility, that it may be that you'll be hidden in the day of the Lord's fierce anger, our anger. So when you go back and you look at this, the baptism is being placed into Christ, the ark of Christ being placed inside of Jesus in the ark, placed inside Jesus in his one of his days that he comes back, that you will be counted worthy. Okay, and you escape and you enter into the ark of Christ as he goes through the clouds in the twinkling of an eye, and we are all changed. That's what that verse is talking about. Hope you can see it. It's actually pretty plain when you connect all the dots and figure out why did Paul talk about a rapture? Well, the New Testament, the Old Testament never speaks of a rapture. Yes, it does. There's an entire principle laid up from Genesis all the way to Malachi. Okay? A principle. The Lord saves his remnant. I'll give you one example. Elijah. Elijah was going through tough times. He thought he was the only prophet in Israel because the wickedness was so great from Ahab and Jezebel. And they're controlling stuff. And God rebuked him and said, you know, I got uh, 6,000 more uh, uh, prophets in hiding out. You know, I got a remnant. Okay. You're going to get busy, Elijah, and do what I say. And then I'll, I'll get you out of here in, your, in my time, not yours. So Elijah saw the fall of Ahab and saw the fall of, I mean, saw the fall of Jezebel. And then when his time was up, he handed it over to Elijah. Elijah took over from there. And so there's always a remnant that God will save, okay? There's examples all throughout the scripture. Of, 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 you, know, you can go back to Enoch. Enoch was walked with God, and then God took him. That was, would be an example. But, but also you're talking about even in Israel, if they turn back to the Lord, uh, the remnant was spared. Even in captivity, they were spared. And that doesn't mean they had it easy by a long shot, and, and they did suffer, but they remained faithful to the Lord, like Daniel did and his three friends, okay? You have this principle, God always saves a remnant. He always says, okay, there's a time when I'm going to separate, and that separation comes. One will be taken, one will be left. Let me conclude this with this, and I got to get my Bible software up. Sorry for the delay if you're watching this. It just takes a little time. Okay. And uh, my face lights up. <laughs> Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto ten virgins or bridesmaids who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. The idea is bridesmaids preparing the bride, okay? Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels and with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. And all those virgins around trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for your lamp, our lamps have gone out. But the wise answered, saying, No. At least there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. And afterwards, the other virgins also came and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. The answer said, I surely I tell you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you do not know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. Okay, you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you right now? Um, there's a call. It's at midnight. That would be the second watch of the night. Traditionally, that is a time of complete darkness, and and, before, and from that um, second watch to the third watch, there when it enters that third watch period, is known as the witching hour. Okay, when evil lurks the, the most so just before e evil sometime when evil is, is gaining steam 
when it's really super dark, there's a call going out, the bridegroom cometh, prepare yourself. And so you have the wise there and who keeps the oil of the Holy Spirit in them and they know the Lord. They're walking to Zephaniah chapter, uh, <laughs> what I just described, that Zephaniah way. And in the foolish saying, oh, give us some of your oil. So no, you have to go, you know, you're not going to listen to us. You never have. We've warned you, we warned you, we told 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 you. The darkness is coming. We told you, we told you, we told you. You laughed at us, scoffed at us. We warned you, we pleaded with you to get ready, and you didn't. Therefore, go to your own buyers and sellers, get it get it from them, because you ain't going to listen to us. They were wise. That's how wise they were. And that's the separation. One will be taken and one will be left. And then the bridegroom came sometime during that dark period when evil was walking the land and the, uh, the occultists and everybody are casting their spells and doing their, their deeds and the ancient pagan religions you can read about some of their festivals and stuff and all night long how they drummed and beat drums and sacrificed and all i won't get into all that but i'm just saying that was the darkest time evil seems like it's ready to take over and jesus comes back watch therefore do you know neither the day nor the hour which the son of man is coming okay Matthew 24, 36, that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. As it was in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man be. They did not know the when the flood would come, it would take them away, okay? Two will be gathered in the field, two you know, grinding at the mill, two there, one will be taken, one will be left. Now listen to what it says here, verse 44 to 51. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is he that servant whom his master will find so doing. Surely I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master's delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants, eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will live on a day when he's not looking for him and in an hour he's not aware of and cut him in two and appoint him with the portion and with the hypocrites where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, don't live like a sorry, you know what drunk. Feeling, Ugh. okay? Where are you getting your oil from? What type of buyers and sellers? You're getting it from Laodicea? You're getting your oil from Sardis? You're getting your oil from Thyatira? Uh, are you getting it from Pergamum? Are you getting your oil from Ephesus? You better go back and find those teachers because you ain't going to listen to me. You're wiser than your own eyes. I'm just reporting what the Bible says, and you can interpret however you shall will. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, and I'm going to tell people about it. So, again, I'll conclude with this, because I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me to do this one more time. Zephaniah chapter 2. Gather yourselves together. Yes, gather together, O undesirable nation. In other words, there's a sorting out between those who are desired and those who are undesired. Before the decree is issued or the day passes like chaff, before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you, seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, who have upheld us justice, seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Isaiah 26, verses 19 through uh, 21. Your dead shall live together with my dead body. They shall arise and wake and sing, you who dwell in the dust of the earth. For you do is like the dew of the herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, the, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity, and the earth will disclose her blood and no more cover her slain. Talking about darkness talking about great evil, talking about that dark symbolic of that time, midnight, that third, where the third watch of the night kicks in of the witching hour. It's going to disclose its blood. Okay? Thessalonians, chapter 4, 15 through 18. I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, who have died, these two sorrows, others who have no hope, 
For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the day of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend with, from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air, and thus we will always be with the Lord, and therefore comfort one another with those words. I want to read one last scripture. Revelation 19, verse 11. Now I saw heaven open, behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew himself. He was clothed with a robe, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, clothed with fine linen and white and clean, followed him on white horses. That's where I want to be. I want to be in that army. I want to come back with him riding those white horses. Well, that's it for today, folks. I went a little longer. This is how the Lord brought it on my attention. I just hope you got something out of this. With that, let me close this out and, sh and say that censorship is really a real thing. I like people to look at Josh Peck's Daily Renegade website. Because there will come a time when the censorship will get so hard that you'll have to go to websites like Josh Peck's. Or other sites in order to get content like this okay so just consider becoming a member of the day also look at your screen and you'll see my contact information if you'd like to help me out and support me all my contact information is on there as well as my book title as well you can help support me by my book you can help support me by PayPal account and stuff that is on that screen right now before your eyes with that, I want to ask you all to be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.